And welcome to Talk to Talk. I am Buzz Eisenberg. And I'm Bill Newman. And we are so lucky. Well, we're lucky not just for today's show. We're lucky to have living here in uh, this region an incredibly accomplished um, Hollywood film editor, Harry Karamidas. Harry uh, quite often is associated with the, the, the trilogy that was the Back to the Future uh, films, but also dozens and dozens, I think over 60 documentaries, over 60 feature films, something like that. Harry Karamidas, right. thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to be here and see you guys again. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you because, hey, we have now the nominees that have been announced for the Oscars by the uh, Academy of, uh, what is it, Academy Motion of Motion Picture, Picture Arts, Arts and, Science. and Sciences, right? Yes. Uh, of which you are a member. And of which you are a voter, you will actually be able to, as Bill Newman just said during the break, you're one of the people who's going to determine who wins in uh, category. So I guess, number one, tell us how the voting happens, what you get to vote for, who else is voting along with you. Well, Please tell us that. 10,000 other people are voting along with me. The, the Academy has expanded its uh, uh, numbers over the last five years or so and done, done so being very inclusive about many women and minorities and those kinds of things, trying to be more equitable about that. You know, a lot of younger people, sometimes there's, there has been complaints in the past about, oh, everybody in the academy is so old and they only know what's old and uh, okay. The good old boys. Good old boys. Um, I just, I feel like it's, it's an interesting thing to do. I've been a member since 1985 um, and I've, I've diligently voted every year. I make it a point to watch every movie, movie I can possibly watch. I've, I've seen just about everything that's been nominated except maybe one or two, except I don't, I haven't watched this year the uh, animated features or the animated short films. I just haven't gotten to that yet. Um, so I have, I have uh, an opinion, one, one man's opinion out of 10,000. I have a, a pet peeve of mine because as soon as the nominations are announced, the next thing that comes out in all the people's columns is, oh, their so-and-so has been snubbed. Everybody's been snubbed. If you look at the definition of snubbed, that's ignore or spurn disdainfully. Nobody in the academy disdainfully spurns anything. They vote for what they think is the right thing. So I'm sorry if somebody didn't get it because there are many, many qualified and uh, excellent productions that are made over the years. And unfortunately, there's only 10 best pictures get nominated and uh, five in the academy, all the other uh, categories. So somebody's going to be left out just by uh, numbers. So I don't agree with snubs. We don't agree with snubs. I do want to talk to you about, about your choices, but before we do that, you have said on this show before something that really resonates and I, I haven't, uh, I, I can't forget, which is you said of all the arts, the most collaborative is filmmaking. So this is a really good time when we're, before we talk about nominees to talk about the collaborative nature. What do you mean by that? Collaborative nature is uh, the Academy Award for Best Picture, Includes all the other categories. There are 17 categories that are voted for in the uh, in the Academy Awards lineup, and all of those people contribute to what makes this movie work. It can fail at any any one of those positions, and it means that the movie is not 100 percent because some actor wasn't the best, uh, some editor wasn't the best, some cinematographer wasn't the best, 
or else they were all the best and they didn't they didn't just mesh like gears don't always mesh sometimes a stone gets in the middle of it what could that possibly be maybe a a cantankerous actor or a bad physical problem that a storm comes up and they can't shoot what they need to shoot and they end up getting lesser of what they need to make and or the screenplay is not written properly in the beginning and they try to repair it and I've worked on films like that where we've reshot three or four times and still never repaired the film and it got to be like the worst grossing film of the year so and of all those other categories as a film editor who do you work what what position do you work most closely with uh, I'm kind of married to the director. I'm chosen by the director. Producer pays me. The studio pays me. But the director, I work at his behest. So I'm always trying to develop the director's vision. It's my job to deliver his vision, whatever that might be. And uh, I work with a script, which is written by writers. And oftentimes I work with a writer-director who writes and directs the movie. And then you work with collab assembling all of the uh, various aspects of this movie process that comes together, and I have to uh, just make sure that all those things come together in the best possible way to make sure the director gets his, his vision. And sometimes his, the script's vision is not, the direct, not exactly what the director can get on film, and then I have to create something in the editing room that puts together the pieces that makes the best possible version of the script, and sometimes it gets changed in the editing room for better. So, Bill, we have here an actual voter. We all around the water, we gather around the water cooler and we talk about this year's nominees. Now, of course, voters are not allowed to disclose who they're going to be voting for. So, uh, Harry Karamidas, uh, Hollywood film editor extraordinaire, can't disclose who he's going to vote for. However, this is our opportunity. Bill, questions for Harry. Yeah, Harry, I'm not asking you who you're voting for. What movie do you, do you really like? <laughs> uh, well, the, there were b- best pictures. There's 10 nominees. And uh, I had some favorites that I really liked that stood out. And uh, for, other, for various reasons, I liked, uh, for instance, American Fiction was a really, really interesting movie that, that brought together some some thoughts about uh, black lives in the, in our culture and white people pretending to cater to black people's whims. Uh, and I like, for instance, uh, The Zone of Interest, which is a movie that's made about sound. It is really brought together by sound, so much so that uh, it was it brought extreme strong interest in my my life because I, I began working in sound as early on in my career before I began to get jobs as a motion picture editor and worked as a sound editor oftentimes. I, one of my first uh, jobs in the union was working on the sound for New York, New York. And uh, then Oppenheimer is a, is a picture that's just outstanding and in an interesting story telling us some things that we may not have known. Um, epic, I think, in its scope. Uh, maestro, some, if you if you like classical music, you'd be interested in just learning a little bit about his life. Uh, he's he was an interesting composer, director, and flawed human being in a lot of ways. Uh, I think Leonard Bernstein. We're Leonard talking Bernstein, about. correct. So those are the kinds of things that come to mind for me. Killers of the Flower Moon, 
all these movies are excellent, all of them. There was just a couple that I thought were, they're good movies, but I wouldn't choose them. So maybe out of, uh, out of 10, there are seven that I, would, I wouldn't feel bad about them being, being the winners. There are f- three others or four others that maybe they're good, but not the best. I have to ask you about Anatomy of a Fall. I was fascinated by that movie. It was it's an a- interesting movie, yeah, because uh, I think the ending is very interesting because you're not sure. Uh, I, I like the idea that, and a lot of people are upset by the idea that they didn't get to know the answer by the end of the movie. They say, oh, my God, I have to think for myself. I have to figure it out. Oh, no, I don't like to do that. They want things presented to them, and this one won't do it for you. It's uh, It's an interesting concept to give you... Uh, an open-ended ending. Open-ended ending? Yeah, that's what I said. Harry Karamidis, I'd be interested to know whether you find yourself either consciously or perhaps uh, subconsciously influenced by the success that a film has had. By that, I mean the commercial success. Um, Oppenheimer was a huge box office hit. Um, I also thought it was a really a quite astounding movie. Um, but does that influence you as a member, as a voting member of the Academy? I personally know because uh, some of my favorite things are uh, that I get to watch and a lot of people don't get to see are like the documentary short films or the live action short films that, that are uh, voted upon by the Academy and they're given Academy Awards and people say, well, they, they watch the big award ceremony and say, who are those people? What are they doing? Why, what is that movie about? I'll never see it. And uh, for me, those are the ones that I really enjoy most. And also the documentary features that some people will get to see because of documentaries now are, are well represented on, on the big streaming services. Uh, so, no. I should point person. out, Harry Karamidis, before you became a feature film editor, you did, I, I think, over 60 documentaries. That's where you started as an editor, right? More or less, yes, yeah, something like that. A lot of, lot of short little films and a lot of some longer films. Uh, it, it helped me to hone my craft. I learned to do to tell a story without all the things that you thought you needed to have. You had to work with what existed, and that, that helped me to begin my career in, in uh, narrative films, where all of us are begin our narrative film career in some lower-budget ar- arena, and I did lower-budget things where you had to create something from nothing, things for like Dracula's dog and mansion of the doom those kinds of movies where you have to get very little to work with and uh you you make it watchable i'd like to say uh there's some very interesting if you ever get a chance to see some of these movies that are documentary shorts uh, there's one that's called the abcs of book banning and it's it's a very very Topical thing right now, very interesting. And these movies, short movies, are, have to be, I think they're 40 minutes or less. Some are 15 minutes. And the interesting thing about also about them is that they come from other countries as well. They're not just uh, United States productions. Uh, there's And one that was, for me was very moving is called The Last Repair Shop. And it takes place, it's in Los Angeles, and it's about the place that repairs the instruments for the L.A. school district. And it was interesting construction because they, they chose three kids who were in the, in, who used instruments in the musical program, and they chose three, or f- no, four people, four each, of, 
people who repaired. One was the, did the brass, one did the piano, one did the, you know, the woodwinds and stuff. And their life story, which was very interesting about how they got to be in that job and how they affect the students. And then at the end of the movie, they have a sort of an orchestral piece with all the, the alumni of the L.A. school district's music program. And they, they come together and they play this beautiful play, piece of music. It's really, really moving and interesting to see. And those things just don't get out in the world enough. Bill, are there any performances that you really just, uh, this year, that, uh, that just stand out for you? Well, you know, I, I thought that the performances in uh, uh, Oppenheimer were just amazing. Uh, and I was actually really moved by the performance in Maestro. Although I must say, if I could just have one scene where Leonard Bernstein was not smoking a cigarette, <laughs> I would have felt better. That's probably um, his real life. I'm wondering if you see things as a film editor, Harry Karamidis, when you look at films like those where you say, gee, I wish they had just one scene where he didn't have a cigarette, or in Oppenheimer where you say, well, maybe that was a little much, or maybe that was overdone, or do you not have that critical an eye? Do you just see it the same way, or mostly the same way that we lay people will look at a film and say, did I enjoy it? No, I, I, I watch a movie for enjoyment the first time through. If, if I begin to look at the technical things, that means they're not succeeding in my eyes. Um, I'm not, not always critical because I can't be critical. I don't know what they had to work with is the problem. I don't know who told them to do something. So that brings me to another thing. People always ask me, oh, well, judging the best editing. For me, that's the hardest thing possible to judge because I don't know what they had to work with. Mostly best editing becomes a popularity contest. The uh, best editing is the person who worked on the film that got the most notice or had a best box office or had the most showy fast editing and crash scenes and that kind of stuff. Uh, sometimes the editing, the most critical editing is in, in a dialogue film that makes you uh, think you're in a real conversation and you don't, you don't consider anything except the story, you're just listening there and they're taking you through 90 minutes or 120 minutes of a, of a perfect story where you, and you say, well, what's interesting about that is I don't know what that editor and director working together in the editing room had to deal with. Did they have the perfect take or did they have to pa pass, patch together three different takes to make it work or was it all in one scene and they didn't they only just use the same thing? So you, you just don't know what, what it took to do that. I know that I personally have helped out many, many people, uh, many actors and actresses, and I'm not just saying that, that I was a hero or anything, but I just would help their performance by eliminating things like uh, some actors have little ticks that they use or they would always end a, end a word in a certain way or start a sentence in a certain way. And it, if you heard that repetitively throughout this, the movie, you would be upset with that actor. So you take out those kinds of things. You, you look for that kind of stuff. Um, you sometimes uh, I, I remember one in one movie where I had to use a line that was not meant to even be in the in the movie. It was just the actor reading off screen for the person who was on screen, and that was the most dramatic uh, line that that person used. And so I had to use that off camera, and it was it would work perfectly. And he wasn't planning to do that 
on camera. So that just happened to be uh, you had me at hello. No. <laughs> Harry Karamita, so I'm so glad you mentioned editing. Uh, so you get to vote as a member of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. You are a film editor, so you get to vote for best film editing and best motion picture. Is that how it works? That's on the nomination side. On the nomination side, you get to vote for best uh, editing or whatever category if you're a cinematographer, best cinematographer, and best picture. And then when all the nominations are in, uh, everybody in the Academy gets to vote for all 17 categories. That's really great. We are speaking to, well, Hollywood Harry Karamidis. We're going to be back in just a minute. Continue our conversation about the Oscars. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. And so we are back. We were talking to Harry Karamidis, the Hollywood film editor, and we're talking about this week's, uh, uh, well, announcement of who the uh, nominees are for the 17 categories for uh, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Harry is a member for nominations, he gets to vote on uh, Best Editor, and he gets to vote for Best Picture. And then he just explained to us that all 17 categories he'll be voting on for who the ultimate winners are. Bill, you wanted to talk about the holdovers. I did. H Harry, what did you think about the holdovers? And does it influence you at all that, well, all awful lot of it was shot here in Western Massachusetts and looks kind of familiar and therefore may have a little bit more emotional resonance than otherwise? Um, the, I, I'm, I wasn't, uh, thrilled by it being in, in Western Massachusetts because having lived in Los Angeles for 40 years, so many things are shot there all the time. Uh, it just, that, <clears throat> it's just, it's a little bit nostalgic, but it doesn't affect how I like a movie or what I think about a movie. Uh, Holdovers was a very interesting movie. It was a very enjoyable for me. And I think Paul Giamatti was great. He's, uh. He's always Paul Giamatti, unfortunately, in, in all of his movies. And uh, Divine Joy was excellent um, as, a, as his foil and his, sort of the mother of the picture. I liked that a lot. Um, so and that, that, that kid who had never acted in a film before, he was just a, a high school kid from Deerfield Academy who apparently had been in some high school productions, right. but... I thought that he was he was really he was excellent, good. and I was surprised to, when I first learned that that was the case for his, you know, after for his uh, being cast was pretty interesting to me. But uh, when you think about it, though, there are lots of people who are eighteen years old and go to Hollywood from Podunk High School, and they make it. So why not this guy from, you know, who happened to be in the right place at the right time? I think it's great for him. I hope he makes a career out of it. Okay, Bill, fess up, would you please? You're watching a film. It's shot in Shelburne Falls. Do you whisper to whoever you went to the film with, probably your wife, hey, that's where such and such is in Shelburne Falls. Do you, do you interrupt the film and do that? No. <laughs> Doing stupid stuff like that? Are you kidding? <laughs> no. But I actually have a, have a serious question, another serious question for Harry, if I might. 
And that's about Barbie, which we were talking about uh, uh, off air. Uh, and we put that in the context of your having said, uh, you know, films that may have been snubbed. Barbie got a huge amount of attention. Right. Um, it was viewed as being very significant from a social commentary point of view. Uh, not faring so well, I understand it, um, in terms of nominations. What's, what's, I, I know I'm not asking you who you voted for or didn't, but what's your view of Barbie as a film? Barbie as a film I thought was pretty spectacular and uh, very interesting. Who would think that you could ever make a movie about a doll? But they have, and they did a great job. One of the, <clears throat> the actor was nominated, and uh, Brian Gosling, and she wasn't. Uh, Greta Gerwig, I think, is an excellent director and pulled this amazing feat of putting together, uh, you know, something that's going to be culturally significant for quite a while in our business. Um, Barbie is, was an interesting and, and, you know, good movie. Whether it belongs in the top ten, I, I could argue with that. Maybe, maybe it would have been in my, you know, my top ten nominations. I think actually it was one of my top ten. When you vote... The nominations, you, you pick 10 pictures and you rank order them in terms of how you like to, to win. So the, the, she was in my top 10. The, she, I should say Greta Gerwig in her picture, Barbie, was in back top 10. I've got to say that America Ferreira, when she, that little speech that she gives about what it's like to be a woman, and she, I was so glad to see that she got Best Supporting Actress mm -hmm. nomination because I thought that was just, I want to memorize that speech. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's some excellent stuff. I, I thought it was really great. How uh, overall, how do you rate this season for movies? Real, I I was uh, I was really pleased with most everything that came out. That and even things that got no notice. There were some really great films that got no notice, and even the I think uh, I said before the other categories of short narratives and short documentaries. I thought that category, those categories were excellent as well. I think. Things are really improving around the world. Uh, documentary features and international language films are really uh, very special to me. I, I like I like seeing things that I would never see in the world. If you you know international language film, they you get to see other countries that you may never get a chance to visit. And actually, one of them, uh, the one from Japan, per a perfect day, is directed by Wim Wenders, who is German but in shot completely in, in Japan about a toilet cleaner. Excellent, excellent movie. It's, it's in, the, you know, in the nominations uh, for Best Picture as well as being uh, a feature, uh, international language feature film. It's all in Japanese. Bill, how would you like a job where you have to watch movies <laughs> all the time? Yeah, I could, I could live with that. I would actually like to ask Har Harry Karamidis a personal question, if I might, because we, we live in an area that is so full of accomplished and creative people. And for those of our listeners who don't know your story, Harry, would you spend a minute telling us how you came to Western Massachusetts? Oh, sure. Western Massachusetts was, I visited Western Massachusetts in the 90s with my uh, wife. We had sort of a, a honeymoon here, and I was I enjoyed seeing Northampton. We were staying at a house in Northampton. And I was running around the trails, and I was reading Tracy Kidder's hometown. And I, we just talked about it, and I said, boy, if we, ever, if we ever wanted to leave Los Angeles, I'd come to this area. I like it a lot. And so unbeknownst to me, my wife, who was a Smith grad and uh, Boston University Law School grad and UMass attendee, 
started looking at property. And then 2005, when I was done with my uh, Los Angeles life, traffic, too many cars, too many people, too much ageism in the business, I said, let's get out of here. So we uh, looked for something around Northampton. We thought we would be centered around the, the five colleges and we looked for something within 30 miles or 30 minutes of Northampton. We ended up in Ashfield just by chance. Um, luckily, we landed in a place that we loved so much, we don't even go to Northampton very much. It's, uh, we have enough cultural stuff around in our, our small area of uh, Ashfield and Shelburne Falls, Buckland, and those kinds of area, hill towns where we have many, many interesting people and lots of interesting things to do. And uh, you probably heard me on the radio before talking about the Asheville Film Fest, which uh, I and my companion Tamsin Merrill developed uh, 17 or 18 years ago. And that's been my creative outlet in uh, sort of the film business over the period of time that I've been there. So that's, that's helped me to encounter more creative people, including lots of young people who've come through our Film Fest and and become professionals uh, in the business, which is very pride-making for me. I will just say, Bill, that, uh, that I love that film, Like Water for Chocolate. And what happens is this woman comes in and she opens up her little chocolate store and she changes the character of the community. You, Harry Karamidis, came into Ashfield. You changed the character of the community. You are a, a gem that we all just so appreciate having. And uh, hey, you're our link to Hollywood. Doesn't get better than that, Bill. Thank you. That's a very nice compliment. So, Harry Karamidis, thank you so much. We'll all be paying careful attention to what's going to happen. Uh, and I think I should have looked up the date. What is the date of the Oscars? I think it's Mar whatever, Sunday, March 2nd, something like that. I'm not sure yeah, the exact date well, of the beginning of March, something like that. Beginning of March, something like that. We'll all be paying March attention. March 10th. March 10th. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much, Dan Torres. Thank you, Harry Karamidis. We thank will be you, right Buzz. back. Good to see you. Bye. This is Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg.